Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back in, it's Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Big game, Nebraska-Wisconsin tonight. The uh, number six Badgers get in, and we welcome in Hall of Fame coach. Uh, we say hi to Gary Barnett, Colorado Northwestern, and uh, Hall of Famer in Missouri. Coach, how's the week been? How are, how are things down there in sunny Arizona? Well, you're right. It's been really nice. I and mean, We were in the... We had 80 tw- two days in a row, and so uh, down the valley, and so it's yeah, it's been really good. It's been a good winter so far, a good January down here. So a few chilly days, and it looks like it's going to turn. We have a big tournament coming up next week, uh, or in two weeks, just well, the week of the Super Bowl next week, and uh, it looks like it's going to be pretty cold for these guys. So, but the its forecast has gotten better. Uh, it was, looked like it was going to be a monsoon going through here, but. Um, I think it's, you know, I think it's going to survive because that's really that tournament is one of the highlights uh, for Phoenix every year and highlights, I think, in golf. So, uh, you, you know, you don't like to see it marred with bad weather. It's only been really bad, I think, one or two years since mm-hmm. I've been down here. But uh, it's such a great time and it's it's great TV and it's it's always a great time here in Phoenix. Well, waste management. I've got a few friends that have made their way down. It's something that. I'm thinking about doing at some point, just haven't gotten around to it. A lot going on, Coach, in college football. And I want to start off with Sharon Moore uh, getting the nod at, at Michigan with, with Jimbo taking off to the NFL. And, uh, you know, what's your, what's your take? What's your response? And does Michigan stay strong or do they dip a little bit without a hardball? Well, first of all, he coached almost as many games as Harbaugh did, did, he did. this year, so <laughs> he certainly had a, a had a good interview, and uh, he did a great job. You know, every one of those games were were well coached and well managed and organized, and so you know, really, they uh, it wasn't that they didn't have a choice; they're just lucky they had that choice because uh, he'd already proven himself and being you know, knowing the Michigan culture, et cetera, that's, that's really important. So uh, I don't know that they dip down at all. I think in some ways, Sean Moore's probably a little more ready for, um, for everything in college football now than, than guys who are a little older like Harbaugh. So uh, obviously a lot of the things that are going on now probably drove him to the next level, although he'd already been successful there and it was easier to go back, but, I think it would drive all of us to the next level. I, I mean, I think it drove uh, Nick Saban out of the business. Uh, and I don't know if it's prematurely, but I, it's certainly he probably had another couple of years if he wanted him. But, you know, just the state of college football, the, the game is great. The business of college football is ugly right now. And, you know, you got to have guys who've sort of grown up in it. And I think that's, that's a little bit of the case for Sharon. I think he has a much easier chance to uh, maneuver it and uh, adapt to the environment. 
Do you need almost an NFL background or for sure the adaptability coach with just how things are going with the portal, the ability to transfer roster turnover, and always a fluctuating roster. I mean, you're you're going from signing day to all right, post spring departures and retention. And I think Nebraska fans are excited about it. and just being around Coach Rule and covering him for a little bit. He is super uh, locked in with the the personality. He knows his guys, and uh, that's that's their connection. So guys so far want to just stay and play, and that's not. The, the case everywhere else. I mean, do you need the NFL background, that GM mentality? Uh, because it's it's looking more like that in college football today. Yes, with the exception that uh, in the NFL, uh, if the coach doesn't want you around, they just you know cut you. You. <laughs> pay you some money and cut you. Now it's it works the other way. If the player doesn't want to be around the coach, he just leaves. So it's. Um, you know, it's 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 a little bit different. I think conceptually, yes, it's it's similar, but it it's, has a lot of different uh, innuendos in it, and so it's it's complicated, no question. Coach, what do you think of the legal response by the Attorney General in Virginia and Tennessee? The Vols are uh, going after the NCAA. The NCAA is going after Tennessee as a repeat offender, level one, level two, when it comes to NIL violations. How does this thing play out? Chris, it's really hard to predict this because it's it's a toothless NCAA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, it really hasn't had the respect of the general public for, for a long time just because it enforced the rules it was supposed to enforce and it made everybody mad. Everybody thought the rules were, were stupid in the first place. And so now that they don't have any power, they're blaming them for not being able to enforce any rules. So, you know, I, I think the NCAA is in a no win situation in this deal. Um, and at this point in time, uh, all these schools and NIL complaints have uh, the legal issue on their side they have the support of the courts they have support of judges and so it's uh you know the ncaa is up against a hard hard battle to try to enforce any of these rules and it's uh we're in a day and age where you know the players can do and have whatever they want and uh, even looking back and going back five and six years they get to, to have what they couldn't get so it's ncaa is just right now just just being kicked around like crazy, and I don't, I don't see any way for them to rise up and have any teeth in this whole thing. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio, Coach. Uh, a topic this week around here has been toughness, and that toughness is in regards to Nebraska basketball. They're great at home; they're not great on the road, and, and the reputation is you. Uh, when the pressure mounts, they get softer and they can be physically beat up down low. So it's been a Izzo-esque football padded three days of practice for Coach Hoiberg in Nebraska trying to get ready for a really physical Wisconsin team tonight. The instance and making that decision, is it done lightly in your coaching history when 
All right. Uh, we got our butt kicked. We got it manhandled. It's time to respond with a, a physical practice. Do you got to pick your, your moments for that, or is it kind of always a constant? I guess I'm asking, how do you know when, and, and how do you go about challenging your team if you think they didn't stand up, they didn't, they didn't bow up like they needed to physically in a ball game? Yeah, well, I think it's more of an art. Than, yeah. Than and you've, you've got to know when. And it's, you know, I think, uh, first of all, college basketball is so much about playing on the road and playing at home. There's, it's just two different worlds, and more so than football, I think. But in basketball teams, we're experiencing the same thing in Colorado. I mean, we, we beat everybody at home, and we go on the road, and, you know, we look like an average team. And I'm sure Nebraska's feeling the same way. You achieve what you emphasize, and so if that's what you're going to emphasize, then you got a chance to achieve it. But you, you, you can achieve it just, just uh, hanging out and waiting for nothing to happen and hoping that we get tougher. You've got to do things that your team's got to buy in and say, Coach is right, we've got to do this, this will make us better. If they do that, then it does make a difference. If they don't, they go, why in the heck are we doing this stuff? <laughs> you know, this isn't going to work. And if pundits are saying this is stupid and they're buying into that, then then you got no chance. So it just be, depends on the buy-in by players. Uh, you've got to do something as a coach. I do think it's an art where you can't do it all the time, but there's times when you have to do it. So it's you pick your times, and I'm, I'm sure all those coaches are trying to pick the right times. What kind of made you go towards the uh, the taking the the buff off the helmet? I remember that. Yeah, I didn't really take it off. Okay, but I was threatening to take it off. Well, Although, it's a great story. <laughs> it's a great story, but it goes beyond. I mean, uh, I threatened to take it off because we had played so poorly, uh, and that we weren't really representing the history of our program and the hit of what we've done. And, you, you know, it's, you take a chance doing it, but the only reason I would have done it and threatened to do it is because former Colorado players on my staff made that recommendation. And I would never have done it if, if former Colorado players didn't say that's a good idea. If they just said, no, coach, you can't do that, I would have never even touched it. But, you know, when when I heard guys who had played there were willing to uh, carry out a threat like that or to issue a threat like that, a challenge like that is a better way to use it, uh, <laughs> then I was willing to buy into it. And, you know, every once in a while you get lucky because we go down to Texas A&M and start a new quarterback and win the game. So it's, uh, you know, if it had gone the other way, they'd have been, I'd have been stuck up on a wall someplace. So, uh, <laughs> but, but it, <laughs> you know, it's like I said, it's gotta be an art and you gotta think it through. You just can't, you just can't all of a sudden get up in the morning and say, I'm going to do this. How? But, uh, so, and of course all the TV stations had a picture of the helmet and they were taking the Buffalo off and, you know, we got we got a lot of harassment on that, but you know, we did what we thought we had to do. How the kids isn't always right, by the way. I was gonna say how the I know how the kids responded on on Saturday, but how'd they respond to that proposition when 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 it was uh, proposed in, in the team well, meeting? How, how did they react? Well, I understand that 
I I let the former players make the proposal. Right, wasn't you? Yes. So yeah, so it had some credibility. It wasn't just somebody coming back in here who never played in the program and said, "I'm going to take the helmet, the Buffalo off your helmet." It was it was former players who were embarrassed by the way we were playing, mm. and you know they're the ones that stood up and made the suggestion. Gary Barnett, uh, the. Vintage story about the time Barney threatened or former Buff players on his staff threatened to take the Buff decal off the side of the helmet because they weren't living up to the the, the standard, the history. It's been uh, chatted about a little bit uh, in Lincoln with some past performances. We'll uh, dive in a little bit more with Gary Barnett. We'll wind down with him. Some recruiting news coming up here at 40 on Jalen Williams. We'll get there with Nebraska football. And then it is staking a beer bet. Is that Longhorn glass still handy? I think I'm up uh, 2 nothing on you two yahoos. <laughs> as, as, uh, yeah, the triple shot. A triple shot. Yeah, <laughs> triple or nothing. Things are getting dangerous. It's like we're playing golf or something. I'm going to push. <laughs> I'm going to get it all back on this hole. Water. All right, more with Coach Barney. Tail Varsity continues, powered by Cornhead Lager. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. How about the gut of going to go for it on fourth? I love watching Dan Campbell. And uh, he is really brought a lot of energy to Motor City. A couple of fourth downs that... He's he's been the go for it guy, coach. He's big into analytics and uh, says uh, let's stay on the field and it, and it cost them and they had a 17 point lead. Uh, what a job by Purdy and company to come back. But what was your philosophy on fourth down? When to go? When to punt it? Well, I, I always wanted fourth down to be an offensive down, but um, you know we didn't have the analytics at the time. It was just more feel, and it was more situational. Um, and so everybody who really loves what Dan did and, and the way he coached, well, they're going to watch two other teams play in the Super Bowl probably because of it. Now, you can say he wouldn't have gotten to that game if he hadn't have been that aggressive. But still, those two, those two going for it situations may or may not have cost him that game. And so, you know, he he's – He's going to go for it. That's who he is. I think players do like that. Um, you know, and, and what it does to you if you're on the other side is normally you're, it's three and out is the concept you have with your team. Three and out. Well, he makes you go four and mm-hmm. in. And so it's uh, you, you can't have that little breath that you can catch after you hold them on third down. You've you got to – you know, you've got to come up with a defense uh, to handle what he might do. So it's it, it just changes the game a little bit. But it's risky, and it, like everything, there's risk and reward. But um, I do think he doesn't get there if he doesn't have that mentality. He doesn't even get to that game, but he did. And, uh, you know, at the same time, you're never 100% on those deals. And, you know, he's going to watch the game instead of be in it. Yeah, that's that's very fair. Last thought, is there a, a favorite fourth and short call? Is is there 
the 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 play of of all plays is there one go to you you've always carried with you as a coach well i may get back into coaching i can't put that out there chris well, well, I can't tell everybody what that might be. You still going? To, you still going to Bama? You I mean, in Nebraska, it was short side option. You knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I think that uh, I, there wasn't a one play that I really liked. Uh, you know, we used, we used uh, for a two point play. We used the tight end hide play a lot, where he actually blocks or goes down to a knee and gets lost and then drifts back across the formation. Mm-hmm. That was always one that was hard to cover and it was it was usually successful. Uh, but um, the thing about fourth down is uh, you know, really if the defense really packs it in there and you break the line of scrimmage, it's it's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So it it forces the de- they know that too. So it forces the defense to maybe not play quite so uh, packed in, uh, just because if you have the threat of a guy that can take it all the way. So I mean, I remember a number of times the enemy or even some of the guys I had, uh, Darnell Autry. It was a fourth down. Everybody stacked in there, and and you run a power play and. There's no safety to take on the, the running back, and so boom, it's a 40 yarder or 30 yarder instead of a, a two yarder. So, um, no, it's just you just have to have a feel for it. You have to have you, you go by who you trust in your players, and you know it's you get a feel for what they like to do in those situations. The defense does. Coach will keep us up to date on on where you land if you get back in. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'll be the second to know. Uh huh. That's right, uh, Coach. You have a good weekend. You'll be the first. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Coach. You take care and have a good weekend. All right, Chris. Great being with you. Thanks.